before 7 o'clock. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is the 12th of October. I'm Daryl Rakoff with Raven News. The city of Sitka is purchasing back a property it sold to a seafood processing company last year for more than double its original sale price. While some balked at the buyback plan, assembly members say repurchasing the property is the right decision and a necessary investment for the city's future marine haulout. In 2022, the city sold the lot and building at the Gary Paxton Industrial Park to a local seafood processing barge company for just over $550,000. Northline Seafoods had been leasing the land from the city, and the option to purchase it for the 2014 appraised value was in the terms of its 2017 lease agreement, provided the processor met a few requirements, like employing at least four people at the park. The lease was transferred when Northline dissolved and became SIAC Logistics in 2021, with all the same terms and rights. When the city sold the land, it retained first right of refusal on the property should SIAC Logistics decide to sell. Owner Ben Blakey notified the city of his intent to sell the property in August. The building was appraised at $1.3 million in September. So now, the question was whether to repurchase the building for more than double what the city sold it for last year. Kent Barkow said the way the lease was handled in 2021 raised concerns. I, too, have to question the history of that decision to maintain that uh, right to purchase in the reassignment of that lease, and particularly understanding that there was no assembly debate at the time wonder, you know, what kind of lessons we we can take home. Anyway, it's very disappointing to, to have something like this happen. But most assembly members didn't agree. Tor Christensen said that the company had the right to transfer their lease and exercise its terms, and there wasn't much the city could do about that. And over time, the city had benefited financially from the lease. You know, in a, in a perfect world, it'd be nice to have that land still in our back pocket. But on the other hand, we received approximately $900,000 in revenue from that uh, between leases and sales. At the same time, there's been, like I say, a number of improvements to that land. And of course, land's worth more now. And Assemblymember Chris Yested said it was important to remember that the city was given the building originally when the pulp mill dissolved in the 90s. And it was a bit of a shell at the time. Uh, the city put in some money to finish out the project. And like Tor was mentioning, um, lots of improvements were thrown at this building to increase its value um, from that 2014 or 2017 valuation. Um, offices, bathrooms, a big boiler that just so happens to be able to work with this washdown pad. Plans for the upcoming marine haul-out at the Gary Paxton Industrial Park include constructing a nearby building with a boiler, bathrooms, and office spaces. Now that this building was available again, it would save them time to buy it back rather than construct a new one. And Mayor Stephen Eisenbeis said the Assembly should consider they may not be the only interested party. We don't buy this building, someone else will. I don't know if there's a line, but I'm sure that there's a line of people behind us ready to buy this building. And then we lose control over a, a key um, entity within our haul out. Ultimately, the assembly unanimously decided to direct the city administrator to move forward with repurchasing the building for $1.3 million. 
Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. It's about six minutes before seven o'clock. On a recent Saturday, about a dozen people gathered on the roof of Bethel's Regional Hospital waiting for a drone delivery. It's a test of a drone's capabilities of flying from the hospital to the Yukon Kuskokwim Health Corporation's warehouse several hundred feet away and delivering something back to the hospital. And as KYUK's Francisco Martinez Cuello reported, it could be a glimpse into the future of Western Alaska. In theory, that drone landing on the roof of the hospital could be carrying anything from medicine to medical supplies. And hospital vice president for outpatient care and village health, Patricia Smith, is excited about it. We think that this is important in the event that for some reason we're not able to get to our warehouse um, to get critical supplies like pharmaceuticals, immunizations, medications, um, things like that that would be critical in order for us to run our hospital. Smith says the possibilities of drone delivery are endless. They could get medication and other supplies where they're needed quickly, especially when the hospital doesn't have access to ground transportation or doesn't have anyone available to run for supplies. We are um, a very um, vast region uh, here in the YK Delta, and we have 42 village clinics, five sub-regional clinics, a hospital here in Bethel. Um, And so I think the possibilities are really exciting for ways that we might be able to get supplies, pharmaceuticals, immunizations to um, people closer to home. This was the main event of DroneFest, a weekend dedicated to highlight drone technologies and capabilities. Bethel Regional High School's Upward Bound Club put it on. That's a program designed to get low-income and first-generation college students interested in getting an education beyond high school. Um, and this event that happened this weekend was part of a, 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 a festival that celebrates STEM and their passion for using their growth mindset developing tech skills and finding community engagement opportunities and just drawing a lot of new students in. So this Adam weekend, Lau is the director of the Upward Bound program and the Teaching Through Technology program at the University of Alaska Fairbanks. So this weekend we had the Drone Club hosting it and there are a lot of new students who this morning were learning how to fly drones in the in the gymnasium at Bethel Regional High School and are excited to take things where they can and start earning their their licenses and being involved in their community. For some people here, this is more than just a drone test. It's a high-tech version of a legendary story of delivering medicine in western Alaska. Nearly a hundred years ago, a desperate radio telegram from Nome begged for help with a diphtheria epidemic that was killing children in the icebound community. The local supply of antibiotics had expired. A relay team of sled dogs and their mushers raced against the clock to deliver antibiotics produced by an East Coast company, Merck. That company supports DroneFest and even flew a representative out to watch the test in Bethel. Beyond the historic parallels, John Robinson of the University of Alaska Fairbanks sees a real future in this technology. Robinson is the director of operations at the Alaska Center for Unmanned Aerial Systems Integration. We do anything on a drone. That's kind of our, our, our forte. Uh, we have one of the largest continuous test sites, and we're trying to make Alaska the number one spot for drones or UASs in the country. Robinson thinks that drones are the future of transportation in Alaska. And um, we really believe that drones are going to be that turning point that changes a lot of a lot of ways of life for a lot of people for the better, improving 
everyone around us and being able to bring in drones as a supplement for what traditionally Alaskans have relied on for air traffic or possibly barges here in Bethel is a good example. And speaking of the future, the pilot for today's drone test is 16-year-old Jeremy Thatcher. He just got his drone pilot's license. This is a small mission, but it's still a very big opportunity and uh, very important for rural villages. This is um, like for later on to show you're able to bring medicine onto or um, in villages to drop them off and the, a drone that you can't see in line of sight can come back. For Thatcher, this kind of tech makes him excited for the future and he's got plans. When I graduate, I'm looking to go to college for maybe electrical engineering and maybe get into the drone business. Or if he comes back to work in Bethel, Thatcher says he could see himself using drones to help repair equipment in town. In Bethel, I'm Francisco Martinez Cuello. The Alaska Department of Education has developed an online tool to help address the state's high rate of teacher turnover. It released the Teacher Recruitment and Retention Playbook in September. As reported in the Alaska Beacon, the state created a working group on the topic three years ago. The group identified recommendations that have been com compiled in the 50-page tool. The playbook is an online document that's uh, sorted by subject and includes potential actions that can be taken by different groups like school districts, communities, the state's education department, and legislators. Barbara Adams consulted on the project during last Thursday's meeting of the State Board of Education. She explained it through the example of restructuring retirement, which the working group identified as a key category. The elected officials can help achieve the goal of improving retirement options for teachers. Board member Sa Sally Stockhausen expressed her support for the work. She didn't want to go on a shelf somewhere and have nothing ever change. Student Representative, Representative Felix Meyer of Sitka said he was excited to see the playbook tackle pathways to easing recertification standards for teachers and reintroducing defined benefits, both pain points for his parents who are teachers. Department of Educator Commissioner Dina Bishop said the work was not intended to single out any group as being responsible for keeping teachers in the state. She said teacher retention doesn't just belong with school districts, it belongs with communities as well. The department plans to make the playbook take it on the road to different Alaska communities to show people how to use it. And that is Raven News for this hour. Um, we'll return to Morning Edition in oh, about 15 or 20 seconds. Um, it's about one minute after 7 o'clock.